Hey, what's going on? It's episode 50 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. And it is March 23rd, 2022. What's up? My name's Sam Favada. I'm joined with my co-host and guys laughing at me. Yeah, that would be me, Brandon. How, how are you doing, Sam? I'm here. I almost knocked my microphone off my desk. But yeah, you're in, you're in rare form today. Let's it's just uh, it something. Yeah, it's been a day, my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, how we're? <laughs> I'll just skip the pleasantries. Uh, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> no, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, I, I'll be great when we jump right into this. Let's go. We got a lot to talk about. That's true. A uh, lot going on. The NFL proves that it is, you know, worthy of your attention all year long. We got some. Uh, some big news in basketball. March Madness, of course, is we're in the midst of it. And, uh, you know, a lot of baseball moves to touch on. But I think we have to start in the uh, National Football League. And, of course, the bombshell trade that happened Friday at end of day. Uh, Deshaun Watson <laughs> chose his suitor and uh, he's packed his bags. He's headed to Cleveland. The uh, Browns gave up a ton of draft capital and have one really upset backup quarterback at the moment. And uh, here, here it is, 22 civil lawsuits in hand. Deshaun Watson heads to Cleveland. I, I guess we, you know, there's a ton of other moves to get to, but we got to just literally unpack this one. Um, Hayes, what would you first think when when you found out the Browns were back in, uh, back in the Watson sweeps, sweepstakes? Well, the fact that Watson had a he had to waive his no trade clause and he waived it to go to the Cleveland Browns says everything to me. Uh, I think anybody that's really kind of watched what Cleveland has done uh, over the past few years, uh, especially when they first got uh, Baker, uh, they've built a team. Uh, and but the problem was, and I've said it on here many times, I said he just reminds me of Johnny Manziel. He's Johnny Manziel 2.0, and he's not a franchise quarterback. And the Browns proved me right and showed that he is not a franchise quarterback. And the league is pretty much also proving me right on that, too, because it seems that nobody wants Baker Mayfield right now. But the fact that Deshaun waived his no trade clause to go there with the pieces that they already have there. Uh, it's wild. Yes, of course, they got Amari Cooper. Uh, as I was just telling Sam uh, off air, I have a funny feeling that they're going to work something out to get Jarvis Landry back. I hope they don't because I pray that my team goes out and gets him because I've been wanting them to make a big splash for wide receiver because they need to do it. But, you know, that's not me being Homer. It's what I really want. But I truly think he's either going to end up with the Browns again or another huge contender. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he potentially found his way to where his boy plays, which is with the Rams. Um, so I don't know if they're able to do that with the cap space. I'd have to actually look into that. But the Browns are a playoff and not only a playoff, they're now a Super Bowl contender with Watson. But He's also been away from football for a whole year. So we'll see what type of athlete he still is. I mean, he's a once in a generational athlete, but we'll see what happens with that. And also, Sam, I have a question for you on this. When situations like this arise, I mean, he has 22 civil, right? Don't you think the NFL should say what they're going to do before teams start trading for these players? And and trying to get them in the roster like, hey, yes, this person is going to be out for a year. Like now what happens if the NFL comes back and says, yep, we're going to suspend him for uh, half the season. This is, the, this is just a risk that we take. Like, why does the NFL not get ahead of this and do what they have to do? Now they have all the are they going to wait to see what happens with the silver cases or what do you think is going to, to do this swing this? pendulum? They, they usually wait till, you know, whatever type of criminal and or like you know the law like settles itself and the punishment it's been handed out now there isn't going like he's not going to court for for these he's not being charged now yep. these are civil suits so they're probably just going to be handled you know there's going to be some kind of agreement and compensation and 
And unfortunately, like that's just probably what's going to happen. He's being sued by 22 different women. Um, there'll probably be some kind of settlement, but the NFL usually doesn't, I don't have any, you know, examples here, but you know, usually they wait till like it's all been settled and then they levy their punishments. This probably is going to be pretty steep. And I think the Browns and Watson think it's going to be pretty steep because of this guaranteed money that he received the largest guaranteed contract in history. His base salary for 2022 is only a million bucks. So if he gets, if he loses half of his season, six games, half the whole season, he's only going to lose a million dollars, which is just mind boggling. And, you know, Mm. you're right. They, he sat out the whole year last year, but it was kind of, uh, it was probably the NFL just saying, Hey, Texans, like if I were you, I wouldn't start this dude. Or Mm -hmm. then they weren't really, they weren't in NFL wasn't in a position to have to punish him. Yeah. True. You have to imagine that this will all be settled by the time the season starts and there'll be some kind of um, some kind of punishment or the NFL knows this contract and they might just say, hey, we'll punish you next year and really hurt his pockets there. But, you know, um, it's it's just it's wild that a contract like that, two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed could be given to a guy who is facing this kind of um is in this yeah and in this type of situation um of course you're innocent until proven guilty and and this is america um but you know they didn't just sign a football player here they signed a guy with a lot of baggage you know and they have to answer to that the browns you know so enough of him i think we've talked about him (laughs) for two years um what about true what about the guy that used to be for the Browns um, and is still technically a part of the Browns has. Let me take a step back for a second to, to let the listeners know the conversation that Sam and I have off air at times, give you a little behind the scenes. Uh, when this news came through or even before it came through with Baker putting out his his uh, dear John letter uh, to basically saying, you know, I gave my all to Cleveland and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know where this is going to go. Right. There's been people are championing that some people are are scrutinizing that. Uh, And then the next thing that came out is that he was demanding a trade and the Browns said, we're not going to trade you. And then shortly after that, the Browns, trade for Deshaun Watson. So it's just like, so you're not, you're saying to him that you're not going to trade and meet his demand, but yet now you have to trade him because you're not going to keep him there because that's going to cause too much toxicity in the locker room. So there's no way that he's staying there, but what I'm hearing and what I've been seeing from analysts and reading all over Twitter and just anybody that knows football and, and, and is an insider is that, Teams, if they're going to be in the Baker sweepstakes, which which let me be very clear, this not a sweepstakes think, for him. I don't think right? there is one. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's where I'm going with it. But apparently, for teams to even uh, accept a trade for him, uh, they're asking the Browns for picks. So yeah, it's right? like not only are you, yeah, we'll take him, but you're going to give us some of your picks too. Um, Baker is going to be a backup. That is exactly what's going to happen, in my opinion, unless you think he's going to be a starter somewhere because the Panthers already said they don't want him. Uh, the Colts filled their 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 hole, which we'll get into that. Um, so I, I'm curious to hear what you think is next for Mr. Uh, progressive uh, himself. I could care less. OK, that said, um, yeah, I don't think he's a starting quarterback in this league. Um, it started to show that he wasn't a starting quarterback in this league. He never was. Um, right. And it was weird that he got drafted first overall, but, you know, John Dorsey and the, the Browns like to be smart and um, thought they were, you know, knew something that the rest of the league didn't, I guess. But, um, yeah, who knows where he goes, uh, you know, but a, a team that's that wants a reclamation project, He's he's a pretty he's a pretty good backup in this league um, for sure. He don't know if he's gonna want to swallow that pill, but reality's he ain't got uh, no choice. 
yeah, he wanted to go to the Colts. He thought the Col- uh, he would be dealt to the Colts, and the Colts, uh, Chris Ballard proved to, you know, why he's one of the best GMs in this league and went out and got a guy he can win with, a guy who's won an MVP and a guy who has taken his team to the Super Bowl, and we'll get to that. But, yeah, there's the the window for Baker. The suitors for Baker Mayfield are few and far between. He's, you know, maybe a team like uh, – you know, the saints or, or somebody looking for, uh, looking for uh, some competition, the Steelers, but I don't know. I have no idea where, I don't think the the Browns are trading them to the Steelers, but they may be forced to cut him if no one's going to, to take that contract and, and that baggage. Um, I think it's 18 million that they're on the hook for. Is it that much? Bigger. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's a, that's a lot for, um, a guy who could say is an average quarterback in this league, if you could say that, you know, I'll give best. him, I'll give him average. I'll give him, I'll give him above average. I'll give him that, but he's, that's not really saying much to me. No, um, because there's a big gap between above average and superstar and like great. Um, he's not anywhere near that has never been anywhere near that. Um, I think he's going to have to take the Mitchell Trubisky route. Yep. And sit behind somebody that's or a great as you kind of alluded to. Uh, he's gonna have to go to a team that has they're not really sure about their quarterback situation, like the Seahawks, right? Unless they trade and do something, or they're just gonna roll with lock. Um, but I'm sure they'll bring somebody in to have competition. Um, but it would be stupid to trade for the Seahawks to trade for for uh Baker unless they cut him and then they can sign him, but trading for him, it's just stupid. Seahawks already know they're not going to be good this year. So why trade and get like a worse pick, right? With, with lock, you're probably going to already be bad and you're going to win whatever you win and then go from there. I mean, lock has a great arm, but he's just a really, really cocky player for not being as talented as he potentially could be. Um, and it says a lot too that the Texans didn't want Baker back, you know, or didn't take him back. Yeah, and you know, and they're like rolling who, with Davis Mills. You know, who does, I guess they're going to just roll with Mills again because they haven't made any or draft, moves or anybody I mean, else. Yeah, or yeah, draft or maybe too, draft yeah. someone. Not that there's a quarterback that should be drafted that high, or you know, the, I think the Texans pick third or second or third. But um, it'll be homeboy from Liberty if they get the chance. Do, yeah, well, Malik Willis looked his pro day i mean i know he's in shorts and he's thrown against the wind but you know uh dropping he looked good out there yeah he looked I good hope, but you know who the else Steelers get good? him how the Steelers sam get darnold him. in the rain uh well, look like a mm, look like an mvp mm, so I, i'll say it once i've said it once i'll say it again i'll say it a million times never trust a quarterback that comes out of usc i will keep saying that over and over and over again except for maybe after this year because of who's there now, Lincoln Riley, and he's a quarterback guru. So Carson you know, Palmer. Uh, I don't care about Carson Palmer. <laughs> um, more NFL, more NFL. Um, the guy that you said uh, has now gone to the Colts uh, after the one year experiment of Carson Wentz, which I could have told everybody was going to fail. Um, Matt Ryan. Uh, is now the Colts starting quarterback. He's QB one uh, in the trade with the Falcons, which caught me completely off guard. Um, got a text about it and it was from buddy Brennan. Uh, and I was Shut just up. like, Oh yeah. And I was just like, Oh wow. That's interesting. And then as I was texting Sam, it was Mariota to the Falcons. And I was just like, okay, so I guess he's put in his time as a backup and he's getting a second chance to be a, a QB one. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I, I hope Mariota is does well, but I mean, that Falcons team is not good. It's it, even if Matt Ryan was still there, that Falcons team is not good. Um, but I think this makes uh, Matt Ryan going to the Colts. I think this makes them a Super Bowl contender or at least uh, the team to represent from the AFC. Um, and the AFC is getting so much stronger. The Chiefs are going to have good luck to them this year because they're going to have a lot of competition around them. So uh, what the do you a- think about? It's an arms race right now. Man, it really in is. the AFC. 
It really um, is. And good for the Colts because they've, you know, even Phillip Rivers, they've they were a quarterback away. They're great defense, nice receiving core at the time, you know. Uh one of the best running backs in the league, great line. They were a quarterback away from making some moves here. But you know, they uh the Colts added Matt Ryan, they lost Carson once. They weren't forced to extend Matt Ryan. They just ate his um, you know, they just traded a third round pick that could be a second round pick. And uh they made Atlanta eat 40 million in dead cap money to move Matt Ryan. Mm. And they lowered Matt Ryan's cap hit to 28 million. So if something doesn't go right, you know, it's much easier to swallow. Um, that's less than Carson Wentz's cap hit, by the way. <laughs> um, so Chris Ballard, again, as I mentioned, one of the finesse gods of the uh NFL. Of the NFL. And again, yeah. the cap is an arbitrary number and can be finessed very well but yeah no great great move um you know he's not a little older too but um like very similar like kind of move to like matt stafford going to the the rams um this team you know this colts seems pretty good i you know we were really excited about matt stafford going to the rams uh, and it was a huge upgrade over jared Goff. but you know i don't see that here but i i think it, it definitely makes the colts a, a playoff contender it's going to be might be easier than not to win that division that you know it's really just the colts and the titans in that division so well i i mean i i think you know um and for those that don't know i have a i'm not really a fan of matt ryan uh that's why i don't call him the nickname that he does not deserve um <laughs> In, and when people do call that, I mean, oh, yeah, he's ice cold because last I checked, he was the quarterback in the Super Bowl that choked against the Patriots and let them come all the way back. But um, he is an upgrade from Carson. Yes, Carson's younger. Carson has an arm, but Matt Ryan has an arm and makes way better decisions. And that's exactly what the Colts need. They need somebody. They haven't had somebody taking snaps that can make the right decisions and do the right thing since Andrew Luck. And the problem with Andrew Luck was, is he was hurt too much. Um, And before him, it was the sheriff. It was Peyton, right? So when I kind of see Matt Ryan there, I think he kind of fits and conforms more to like the Peyton role as he's not really a mobile quarterback, but he can read and pick a team apart. They have one of the best offensive lines, right? They have a phenomenal running back. They have pieces uh, already in place with their wide receiver. So uh, I think he can do a lot there. Uh, Also with that defense, uh, they should be fine. I don't see them losing games against the Jags (laughs) when you're trying to get into the playoffs, right? I think that was the, uh, that sealed the deal for Carson to get him the hell up out of the Colts. Um, But on the flip side, uh, as I said, Mariota is going to the Falcons. I'm I'm curious to see how he's going to do. He hasn't started since he was with the Titans. Um, curious to see what's going to happen. Or did he start with the Raiders for a little bit? Um, I, I don't think up. so. No, he was I mean, he came in. Yeah, yeah, he came in for like backup, some yeah. like mm-hmm. weird packages and and different things like that. Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons, was the OC and was in the Titans organization for a long time. He was with the Titans when they drafted Mariota. So there is some familiarity there. Um, again, this is just a stopgap. You know, you're trying to rejuvenate Marcus Mariota's career. Could happen. You could, you know, he, maybe he could unlock the potential, but, um, you know, probably more of just a bridge quarterback. They picked ninth in the draft. Again, would be a great spot for a quarterback like um, Malik Willis, we just mentioned out of Liberty. A lot of people are, are speculating that that's who they're eyeing. So again, just a, a bridge. There's not a lot of help on that Falcons offense. You have Calvin Ridley suspended. And, you know, the only receiver I know of is Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I'm still pissed off that Kyle, that uh, that Ridley was uh, suspended because they were in the works with the Eagles to trade him, which makes me so upset. Um but it does make me happy to see Mariota and Jameis Winston uh, one and two uh, starting in the NFL again. Yeah, it's at strange, the same huh? time, which is 2015 weird. quarterbacks. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to them. Good job. 
A shout out to my boy, Alan Robinson, uh, signed with the Rams. Uh, Robert Woods went to the Titans uh, in a trade. So Woods, one of the best route runners in the league. Uh, Alan Robinson is definitely an upgrade for the Rams. So it's the rich just keep on getting rich. Um, the one that I've been waiting to talk about so much is Devonta talk Adams. About, talk about bombshells. Yes. You know? Going Jeez. to the Raiders. And all I can do is laugh my ass off because Aaron Rodgers did all of this crying all last year and what he wanted and got all this guaranteed money, $150 million contract, $50 million, what guaranteed every for the three years, you're getting all this money and the best wide receiver, the Packers essentially let walk right out the damn door. And it was the most glorious moment for me and ha ha moment to the pat for to Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm wondering how he really feels because now you signed this contract, you lost the best wide receiver in the league. They're gonna obviously be trying to get a wide receiver uh in the draft and and one that's potentially ready to go, but nobody that they're going to draft is going to have that uh productivity that Adams had. Yeah, there's he Aaron Rodgers is gonna make certain wide receivers better that's for sure but when you have the best wide receiver in the league with arguably the best quarterback in the league and you break that tandem up i i, I just it's just hilarious to me that he doesn't this have that makes no sense to me apparently rogers knew about this mm-hmm. when he was signing his contract which makes even less sense yeah to me yeah because here's a guy who two years ago still can't get over the fact that they Jordan drafted Love. Jordan Love mm-hmm. instead of drafting, you know, a guy like T. Higgins or, um, you know, the, the, you know, trading up and getting a guy like Justin Jefferson or, you know, names are escaping me at the moment. We've talked about it so much, but um, now you let the best wide, well, arguably the best wide receiver in the league, you know, top three, top two, you know, uh, just walk. <laughs> walk away trade get traded because he won't play under the tag they knew he wouldn't play under the tag so apparently he bought a house in in vegas a couple months ago and whatever and, and now he's reunited with his college quarterback uh their car so good for them um apparently they're like family and that's great i didn't know that um yeah, yeah. but yeah good for josh mcdaniels good for the raiders and they needed to add some pieces because the afc west is you know, going to be a fight. Yeah, that's uh, that's Death Valley there. Like it, it AF, the AFC, yeah, the upgrades general. that have just happened in general, it's like Death Valley there. Like, as you said, it's an arms race. These teams are going to be absolutely crazy. But uh, the Packers are notorious for not trying to pay people after right. they get to a certain extent. Like this has just been the Packers' mo from day one. Once oh yeah. These guys are Ted Thompson days. Yeah. Yeah. Once they're like in seven years and they're due for a big contract, it's like, all right, we're, we'll let you go and plug and play somebody else and grow people. And that's what they've always done is they make homegrown talent and they still win with that. But this would have been the one time they should have broke that norm and they should have definitely gave it. But, but the, what I was hearing uh, is that apparently they didn't want to go through the whole franchise issue as you kind of alluded to before and they didn't want it to have like an Aaron Rodgers situation 2.0 this year and have this be dragged out because they know he wanted an actual contract so uh, (laughs) again I I just think it's absolutely hilarious that this all has transpired after we heard all about Rodgers and the fact that he knew about this and still signed uh I think it fuels the argument of how selfish he is anyway. And that it's all about me type thing. I don't care what anybody says. He got his money. That's what he wanted. It's a lot easier in the NFC now, uh, you know, as we've talked about, but you're not going to make the conference championship or the Super Bowl with Alan Lazard as your wide receiver one. You're just not. And I like Alan Lazard as a receiver, as a fantasy you know, as a fantasy uh, asset in, in fantasy football and mm-hmm. Robert Tunyon and, and, Alan Lazard and Aaron Jones and and uh, um, AJ Dillon are not going to do it. 
you know, you, 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 they, it, they couldn't do it with Devontae Adams. Yep. That says something so. too. Um, question. Yo, where does Jimmy G go? Does he stay? I thought you were going to ask me. I thought you were going to ask me who Aaron Donald was. Oh, no, we'll no, no, no. We're going to we're going to get to that next. We're going to close out. Talking hey, about um, NFL, I, you I, know, I, I don't. The whole Jimmy G thing is crazy. Um, I don't know. And and you hear all these like rumors like so and so is going to go to the Niners. Matt Ryan, like art, like there was a rumor he was going to go to the Niners. Like they just traded three first round picks for Trey Lance. You don't yeah. think they're going to like. They have to they have to start him at some point. Well, I think I think what they're going to do. Here's I have two scenarios. One, I think on me. I think they should trade him to the Panthers. That's where I think they should trade him to. Uh, because he's an upgrade from your boy Sam Darnold. Uh, he's gonna manage a game, but he's also a locker room guy, right? Not saying Sam Darnold isn't because he is, but he's just still wet behind the ears and doesn't he's showing that he really doesn't have the talent. Jimmy G has been able to win games. Uh, the Niners are an extremely viable team with him under under center so i think that's something that they do or they hold them on the roster and they wait until another team has their quarterback injured because it's gonna happen training camp or something yeah. yep and then they'll trade and send them there and get you know now i, I can hold you hostage for it so that's the that's sam really bradford I, style. I see it happening huh sam bradford style oh god sorry Jesus. not to bring that up yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Talk about finesse gods. Goodness gracious. But yeah, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, that that could work. I, I know the the Panthers picked up Darnold's fifth year option. So he's owed like 20 something million dollars. So he's not gonna get cut or you know, he's on the roster, but I don't know what Jimmy G is gonna cost you. I know he signed a huge contract at the time. I mean, those numbers are probably dwarfed in comparison to what we're seeing now. Um but yeah, no, there's going to be some team that is willing to take a shot on him. You know, we we don't give him a lot of credit, but he's made, you know, he's made a conference, couple conference championships and a Super Bowl. And Kyle Shanahan's a great coordinator and a great head coach. But you know, well, I give him I don't, his props. He's porn star Jimmy. I will never disrespect that man. He he gets all the props in the world for me. Okay, sir, respect that man. Hey, and you know, just I, I agree, man. Good looking Italian kid. What am I gonna do? <laughs> of course, Paisan. There you go. Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> um, so before we get off the NFL, let's get right into the mess that is the man that I have been telling everybody about for years and years and years. The scummiest of scumbags in in any form of football. His name is Urban Myers. Uh, I, I, the athletic put out an article, which showed how much more the, uh, how much more toxic the environment was down there with the Jags this year. But I think the part that stood out, there's two parts that actually stood out um, to me. Well, the fact that he kicked his kicker, right? He kicked his kicker. One of the, I think it was a wide receiver, uh, missed the route, messed up the route. During practice, after practice, Trevor Lawrence and the wide receiver ran the route. I forgot the wide receiver's name. That's why I'm just saying wide receiver. They were practicing um, the route. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, they, okay. They were practicing the route. And Urban Meyer says, it basically alluding to the fact that these guys from the South, their transcripts, transcripts aren't right. Basically saying he's not educated. These things are fluff. That's how he got here. He's not going to understand how to do this and gather it. This is the type of person that was doing this. But even to further how much of an idiot this man is, he didn't know who Aaron Donald was. I'm hearing about this guy, number 99. Wait, you mean the best defensive player in the league and has been the best defensive player in the league for the past 10 years? And the past 10 years, like, you don't know who Aaron Donald is. And you're a head coach in the NFL. Sam, how did you feel when you heard that he did not know who Aaron Donald was? It was John Brown. Um, okay, there you go. Oh, but anyway, yeah, uh, 
absolutely ridiculous. If you don't know jo- uh, Aaron Donald's backup, sure. Okay. Um, you're, you've been in the college, you've been a college game analyst. You've been in the college ranks forever. If you don't know that fine, but Aaron, like everyone knows in, in the, everyone who follows football knows who Aaron Donald is. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just something, you know, he's the best, as you mentioned, he's the best defensive player of this generation mm-hmm. of, you know, you can make the case of, of all time. He's in those conversations at least. Um, and he didn't know who Jamal Adams and Debo Samuel were, Samuel were either. So, I mean, like, again, Debo's backup, sure. Jamal's backup, sure. But, like, these are, you know, Debo bursted onto the scene this year. Here's a guy who can do everything. He's the epitome of a Swiss Army knife in a creative def- offense. But Jamal Adams, one of the better safeties in this league, you know, uh, pay attention man come on yeah uh he he doesn't read the room uh it's he's just one of those guys that i knew would not make it in the nfl because he's a me 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 guy and he's used to having all the power guess when you're in college football you have all the power in the world because these young kids are trying to make it so they're gonna have to abide by your rules and do all that it's different when you're in a league full of grown men they don't have to listen to you. You have to earn their respect. And once you lose the locker room, and I told Sam this, I said he's going to lose the locker room probably even before the season starts. Goes to find out, he lost the locker room before the season started. So this is the type of person he is. And if anybody hires him again, they are clearly as dumb as him. Maybe even more dumb because they went out and hired him. He doesn't need to touch... A, a, a football field ever again, period, ever again. That's just my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. You know, if he's if he wants another college job, he'll have it in a heartbeat. And that will prove evermore how screwed up the college football is, or basically even the NCAA. The NCAA. Like, it just to allow somebody like this that is this toxic to be around kids and and keep getting opportunities and have trouble everywhere he goes, I think that says enough to me if you're going to keep allowing that to happen. So I guess we just uh, have to see. Um, but enough of that. Definitely um, enough of that scumbag. There's an article in Sports Illustrated. Um, someone asked Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, if they knew who Aaron Donald was, and he laughed. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Good. Good. Um, basketball, I want to give some quick rundowns. I know I love to, to update about this. And when I say basketball, I'm talking about uh, NBA because it's pushed towards the playoffs. Uh, huge. I know a couple weeks ago or uh, last week spoke about the push of Braun on the Lakers uh, pushing towards the, the playing game. Uh, LeBron's been on a tear and basically putting the team on his back. He actually even said that he's having really fun with basketball right now. Um, the whole quote, it, just that part was taken for sound bites, and people are looking at like you're enjoying basketball right now, like your team sucks, right? But no, he, he's LeBron James and he's enjoying just the whole process. He's not listening to all the outside noise. It's not what he's doing, but he's still out here balling. Uh, had a great game against his his home team, Cleveland, even dunked on one of his really, really good friends, Kevin Love, posterized the hell out of him to the point that Kevin Love came and put him in a, in a chokehold after, uh, which, or excuse me, a headlock, which was absolutely hilarious. Um, but it was it's super playful, and you need to see things like that. But uh, with Anthony Davis is coming back, so it seems like my question is going to be answered from last week. Uh, if if he'll come back and have an impact or play, sounds like he will be. It sounds like these guys are really pushing for that play-in game. Um, same with the Nets. Uh, they're pushing for the play-in game right now. The issue at hand, Ben Simmons has a herniated disc, so he might not even touch a court this year. Uh, people are, are criticizing that of how he's not going to do that. The Nets just got Ben Simmons. They know the talent that he has. They're not going to rush him to get on the court, right? Um, they also know that they don't have Kyrie, which is still a big issue because of the stupid mandate in New York. But 
the easiest way that this could have all been resolved is if somebody got a shot, but he did not. So the fact that he's crying wolf and playing as if he's the victim in this situation irritates the hell out of me. But I also still think at this point in time, he should be able to play because that rule is dumb as hell. Um, so just on, on those two things first, Sam, uh, do they both get into the playoffs? Well, well, it's going to be if I had to put my money on one team getting into the playoffs of the two, it's I'm going to I'm going to say it's Brooklyn. I think the West okay. is just t- a tougher beast. And, um, you know, the, the Lakers have been so up and down, whereas with the Nets, you know, like a hel- at least a healthy Kevin Durant is willing his team to victory, at least when they're home. And you've seen it lately. Kyrie on the road, he's just been a man possessed and. Um, you know, I don't know if Ben Simmons will make a difference if Kyrie can't play. I, I don't know if you're going to win a series. You know, you, you pray that these playing games are going to be on the road because I don't know even if Ben Simmons is going to make a difference to win a, a best of seven. I mean, I think if uh, Ben Simmons is on the court, he does make a huge difference because he, he can lock down your best defender. He he is a offensive threat when it comes to the paint. Yes, we, we know about his... His history with shooting and whatnot. So I do think that, but to your point, I don't know how much of an impact he would be now because he's hasn't even played basketball. Right. So uh, it, it's essentially almost been a whole year that he's touched uh, the NBA hardwood. So to your point, yeah, you're right. I don't know how much of an impact he would be. I, I mean, I've, I've heard the stories that he's been going hard, but with this herniated disc, I mean, how hard can you really go? Right. So, I guess we would just have to to see how that's going to roll out, how it's going to play out. But I think they're going to play the long game with him and make sure that he's healthy. And if they got to shut him down until next year, they know they have one of the best players in the NBA no coming doubt. back, right? And then the mandate will definitely be gone next year. And, and they could have him with Kyrie and KD get a potential Joe Harris back. So you have Joe Harris, Steph Curry, um, I mean, excuse me, uh, Seth Curry, uh, so you have pieces already there and then they'll probably acquire some other ones. So I know it's every year is hard and nothing is promised. Nothing's guaranteed. And I know players aren't looking forward to next year, right? And like, Oh, wow, they're still playing now, but that might be the, the end game for, for Ben. Um, speaking of teams with pushes, uh, Steph Curry sprained his ankle, guy has uh, major ankle issues to the point that he every, people almost thought he was going to be out of the league earlier in his career. Yeah. Due to his from ankle college. Issues. Yeah. Yep. This has been a problem for a long time for a long, long time. So he sprained his ankle again. Um, apparently he will be returning uh, game one. Uh, Draymond came back. And since Draymond came back, we mentioned in the last episode, uh, you know, it, it's risen that the, the, the warriors at this point in time, but Steph being down, do you think he comes back? And if he comes back, what shape do you think he'll really be? And will, will this affect the Warriors as they're pushing for potentially uh, another championship? I mean, I definitely, your best player is, you know, immobile. That's definitely going to be a problem, but he's also the best shooter ever. So I'm sure Steve Kerr and company will get creative with how they position him. And even if it's just a catch and, shoot kind of situation you have to just rely on on some of your other uh players and and just put curry in a position where he is and doesn't have to do everything until he's healthy enough because you know like once they need him like really need him he will be on that court yeah um, and when he's not 100 percent, and he's done it you know he's done it before um but yeah there, there's still some time for him to get healthy um but yeah, you hate to see it because again, he's the best shooter we've ever seen, and you know one of the the true stars of this league. And um, yeah, just hope he can. He, he's going to need to be healthy for the the Warriors to make a yeah. run. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, he is. Um, let's let's continue with basketball, and uh, when I mean basketball, I mean March Madness, and it has been it, it's it's to the point, Sam. Uh, I'm almost on the same wave of, of this as I am with like fantasy overall is I don't think I I'm even going to do a bracket next year 
Um, or if I do the bracket next year, I really got to tell myself, like, there's no way that you're going to ever, ever have a perfect bracket uh, <laughs> because it literally was busted on the first day. Um, so what I mean by that is let's let's go right into this one. Richmond, number 12, uh, beat five ranked Iowa, which people had them going further in the brackets. Right. Those spiders. Um, which is absolutely wild. New Mexico State beats UConn, who so they were next. New Mexico yeah, State a, is twelve. UConn's a, a five. One. That was yeah. super tough for me to watch. St. Peter's, Jersey, fifteen beat 100%. number two Kentucky. Peace so out, Cal. That's it's, it's. I mean, he Calipari. He hasn't really put any good teams together. It's been a long time, man. It's really been a long time. Like which, I. You know, I know he's a god there, but I really, and we're not really talking about it on a national level. But I really wonder in Lexington what they're they're talking about. He's been a, to me. He's always been just an average coach. He just had a way above average talent. I mean, when you get Anthony Davis, when you get a a, a Derrick Rose, when you get people like that, yeah, you can. Yeah, there's you can a, win games, there's but a... but even with those teams, I don't think he won. I think maybe he won one ring with with those players like that, and it's just it's it's extremely hard to win a national. Every time he wins, they uh, get vacated for one reason, right? Because sure. the the Memphis stuff doesn't even exist technically, right? It does not. It does so. not. Um, let's let's continue with this. Notre Dame, um, number eleven, beat number six Alabama. That's that's more doable. But I got I got some other ones that are just mind-blowing to me that actually happened um and when i'm saying that my tar heels who had me having a whole panic attack a panic attack on saturday uh going into overtime actually beating the brakes off of baylor throughout most of the game and then manic one of their best players goes out and then it's like unc forgot how to play basketball and let baylor come all the way back and then it went to ot and they still pulled off UNC was an eight is, is an eight. Baylor is a number one seed, or should I say, was a number one seed. I was thinking um, of you watching that game. I was at I was out to eat with my family, so and uh, the game was on. And I'm watching, and I was gonna text you, but I could only imagine because I knew the, the back and forth. It was it was. I didn't watch it that closely, but you know, I I was watching it before I left. I had to. My girlfriend was meeting my sister for the first time. Ooh. So that was like an, another big. So that happened right at the same time that was happening. So I left with UNC up. And as I'm going, I have the alerts on up and going on. And I'm seeing Baylor is coming back. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I was like, this this can't be happening right now. It's like, I got to have my energy and focus on this. And this is what happens. Right. And then it goes to OT. And it's like, all right, this is wild. Um Michigan is still out here uh, dancing. How'd it go? How'd it go, uh, though? They, huh? How'd they get, they, they, your sister and your girlfriend, oh, it worked out? Great. Sister yeah. loves her. Great. So that's, it's great, you know, plus, awesome. plus, plus. The people um, want to know this stuff. You know? Yeah, that's, this is true. Clearly. This is true. I mean, I just said it, so might as well tell them. Uh, Michigan uh, beat Tennessee. Michigan's 11, Tennessee uh, third ranked. Uh, St. Peter's still dancing. Uh, they beat Murray State. Uh, who is the number seven rank, right? So these are all these crazy. And they're going to beat Purdue. And they they might. They might. Um, Iowa State, uh, number 11, beat Wisconsin, number three. Uh, Miami, number 10, beats Auburn, number two. Uh, it's just so wild to me. Thank God my pick is still there, and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is Arizona, not Gonzaga. Arizona is my pick to win it all. They're still doing this. So let's get to the Sweet 16, all right, to lay it out. And, Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'm going to have you make some picks here. We're going to pick each game, see what we think is going from there, and we'll come back, obviously, after the weekend and, and go to there. So you got Arkansas 4 against Gonzaga. Who do you got? Gonzaga. Same. You got Michigan, 11, against Villanova, 2. Nova. Same. Go, Jay Wright. You got, you got Texas Tech, 3, against Duke. 
two. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Big win from against Michigan State. Uh, who who's Duke playing again? Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Okay, we're we're on the same page here. Uh, I don't know which. I hate Duke number one, but I don't know which Duke team is going to show up. This last game, they showed out. They absolutely showed out. But what they've done in the ACC tournament, losing to the Tar Heels in Coach K's last game. I don't know which Duke team is going to hit the floor, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Houston, five seed. Arizona, one seed. I already say Arizona, is, like I said, is my team to win, so I got Arizona. Who do you got? I'll say Arizona. Okay. Uh, you already said that you're going St. Peter's over Purdue. I'm on the bandwagon, baby. Okay. Uh, I am definitely going Purdue. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> on this fine. One. Uh, Ivy, I get it. Shout-outs to uh, Jersey, though, but they're – they're gonna get beat in this one. Um, Providence number four, Kansas one. Who you got? Providence. I got Jayhawks. Uh, yeah, Tar Heels against UCLA. Eight eight seed against four seed. Who you got? This is I have not watched as much college basketball as you, so I'm just <laughs> pick, throwing darts. UCLA. Okay. Um, that. That would probably be the safe pick and smart pick, but I'm going to go with my Tar Heels. Hey, I'll let you pick the Tar Heels. <laughs> I'm going to go with my Tar Heels. Um, Iowa State, uh, 11 against Miami, 10. Who that Miami got? win was fun over it the weekend was. Uh, was. Sunday. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Miami. And I'm going Cyclones. So that would be pretty interesting to see what happens there. Um, so those games are on, on Thursday and Friday. Um, and then the next games are on Saturday for the Elite Eight. And then we have games on Monday. Uh, the final four is April 2nd. And then the championship game is April 4th. So we will keep you posted from there. Uh, maybe we even tweet or put something out from there. But this this March Madness has been absolutely fun seeing everybody's bracket get busted. Everybody. Um, and like early and often. Uh, so good luck if you still if there is any still perfect brackets out there. I highly doubt it, but good luck if you have one. I think uh, ESPN had like two at one point. They did. They did. Left, and CBS didn't have any. So shocker. <laughs> it's it's just really hard. It's impossible to get this right. Like, this is the first year I guess. first year I didn't fill one out since no. I was a kid. Mm. Yeah, I just never got around to it and didn't really know what I was doing this year. I hadn't followed it as closely, but it, it felt weird. It feels weird not having one. I, it, I'm sure it so. does. I haven't had, I, I mean, I've always had it since a kid too, but I'm going to tell you this right now. The kid Manic that I mentioned from UNC, I'm telling you whoever gets him in the NBA is going to have a future all-star in their team because he can play inside as a big man, but he can pull you outside and knock down every shot. So he's ready for the next level. He, he transferred from Oklahoma. He's a big time name. So I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what he does. I mean, I just started kind of like following him cause I haven't really watched UNC basketball this year. Uh, it's been just like you, Sam, it's kind of been a little bit weird this year that I haven't watched college basketball, but I know who is who. Um, and I normally know my team's roster, but yeah. Um, speaking of rosters, Shake up, shake up, Sam. I'll let you lead this one since you are. I'm just gonna deem you our baseball guy, our baseball guru here. Uh, what's going on in baseball? What new uh, trades, free agents? Who's new faces, new places? What's going on here, man? Oh man, well there was a ton of ton of moves here. Um, our our boy Freddie Freeman, no longer our boy. Mm, yeah, kick uh, rocks, Freddie. Yeah, he's gone. He went to the Dodgers. Didn't even uh didn't want to go to the Yankees. Went to the Dodgers. You're dead to us. Yep. No, he's still one of my favorite players, and I think best hitter of the last five years. He's just so good. And the Dodgers are uber scary now. I mean, like um, they weren't before. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> and if Cody Bellinger, I get him and his dad mixed up. Yeah, Cody Bellinger is healthy this year. Like, geez, watch out. Uh and, and Kershaw. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, Carlos Correa signed a three-year deal with the Twins. He has an opt. He didn't get that big money contract he wanted, uh, you know. But he's got an opt-out after every every year. So if he has a good season, you'll see him on the free agent uh, pool again next year. If not, you know, he's 
got $105 million coming to him in Minnesota. Trevor Story signed a $140 million deal to go to the Red Sox. He's going to play second base. Wild. Um, and a little bit of insurance for the Red Sox if Xander Bogarts opts out mm-hmm. next year. The Phillies prove that uh, their uh, GM, uh, Dave Dabrowski, does not care about defense because he, they signed Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. Uh, one will DH, one will play the outfield, and the Phillies are the worst defensive team in baseball. Probably it's gonna it's gonna get ugly. Got some real butchers out there, um, and a favorite of mine. Uh, I've been down on Chris Bryant recently, but put him in the mile high altitude of Denver and playing in Colorado there. Uh, Chris Bryant on the Rockies, back player of the year, could be. Could I mean he he's. He's existed. He, it's not like he's been in the toilet, but I mean, it's true. Uh, but people go get to... him late in fantasy. I definitely would uh, complete third base is pretty shallow this year. And he's, you know, going to have a going to have some fun playing uh, in that altitude for sure. I was just about to say that people that go to that altitude end up turning it around. I mean, look, you go there, you get your uh, numbers up and then you go somewhere else and your numbers go flat. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh Wow, that was that was a lot. It's uh, what what stands out to you from those moves there? You've done uh, such a good job of hosting this podcast that I don't even know how to do it anymore. <laughs> Just like what what Brandon, what looks good to you, sir? <laughs> you you do an excellent job, sir. Don't don't ever. Well, you're crushing it out. today. Um, I crush it every time, Sam. This is what I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I think the Carrera deal to the twins. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see what the twins are doing. Um, like they're spending money and I don't like normally see them like traditionally spending money like that. Right. So it's, it's kind of weird to see it. Um, and it's also going to be kind of weird to see Carrera in with the twins, but I, 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 I guess good luck to him. Not really. I don't care. Um, the Trevor story, to the Red Sox. Uh, he was flirting with the Yankees for quite some time and never heard the Red Sox. And then all of a sudden he signed with the Red Sox. And I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I think the thing that stands out to me the most Sam though, is, is the Yankees who are normally movers and shakers or have been at least pretty much our whole life. Haven't made bits, big splashes for big names uh, in quite some time. And it almost feels that big names don't want to come to New York anymore, at least not the Bronx. Uh, seems like they want to go to Queens right now. Um, and it's kind of weird. I mean, yes, obviously uh, we've got some pitching there. We got big name pitchers, right? And we've, we've gathered some names over the years, uh, but I don't, I don't really know what they're trying to do is really what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what type of team they're trying to build. Maybe you can answer that better, but it, to me, it's still I don't know what product they're putting on the. On the Look, it, it's weird. I mean, they take on Donaldson's contract, so the Twins can sign Correa essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've really put a focus on athleticism and defense this year, and they knew they needed to improve. They've improved. If you take away Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela from like a WAR perspective, if you want to go over wins over above replacement. Kiner Falefa and Donaldson are rate much better than Gio Urshela, Glaber Torres at shortstop, and and Gary Sanchez, whoever you put behind the plate. So there's definitely definitely something to be done there. I like Kiner Falefa a lot. I think that he just will signed help. a one year deal, didn't he? Well, probably like arbitration, but yeah, he's he's got two years left. Um, It'll be interesting. There's a lot of weight and pressure on the our two shortstops in the in the farm system. There, Anthony Volpe was just named number eight prospect overall by MLB.com, and uh, Os- Oswald Peraza is is probably like in the fifties there. But Peraza's on the forty man roster. You're gonna see him sooner than Volpe. Volpe will probably be the number one prospect in baseball next year because I don't think he's quite ready, but. Um, Smaller guy, uh, Volpe, but has all the tools and uh, be really interesting to see the two of them play together, which will probably come as soon as as late this year or early next year. So 
I, you know, I guess cash is just putting all of his eggs in, in the prospect basket, which, you know, has worked out when you look at Aaron judge drafted him, but you know, for every Aaron judge, you know, Glaber really hasn't panned out. We thought he was going to be yeah. much better when yeah. we got him from the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Get, uh, Greg bird got hurt, but still he hasn't. That? Played. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's been, and there's been other guys. I mean, Yankee prospects really haven't been something to write home about um, aside from judge and yeah. Look at my boy, Clint thought he was going to be something too. Yeah. Clint Frazier, Clark Schmidt, Debbie Garcia. You know, mm-hmm. these are, you know, and there's still Ch- Estevan Florial. There's still chances for these guys, but like not quite as good as, as we chase uh, chance Adams. Like remember you ever hear that yeah. name? Like yeah. Yeah. supposed to be like, he's not even in baseball anymore. That's um, So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's wild to think all that. Um, but we'll see a lot of, a lot of uh, pressure on these kids, but you know, I don't know what else you want the Yankees to do. Like they have like one of the top payrolls in baseball. True. They've sure. made some bad, they've made some bad signings, right? Sure, Aaron sure. Hicks, Sevy's been hurt um, paying, you know, they don't pay Stanton as much as the Marlins, you know, the Marlins are still paying some of that contract. Um, but they're, you know, just like the Mets have the highest payroll and they still have to pay $30 million to Robbie Cano, you know? So it's like the Yankees have been able in the past to absorb these mistakes. Right. And they just, you know, now it's, it's just adding up. Well, I guess we'll have to see how that, how that transpires. I knew I, as soon as I started talking Yankees, I was going to get you to talk way, way more. I, I purposely did that. So you're welcome people, listeners, especially if you're Yankees fans. Um, Sam is, uh, do you have anything for, do you care this week or do you, are we just moving to how our weekends are going to be or what we're looking forward to this weekend? I, I could throw some, do you cares out? Oh God, I'm concerned now. Go ahead. Hey, uh, Tron Armstead signing with the Dolphins. That just happened. Okay. But big move. Do you care? Go Dolphins? No. No, no me neither. <laughs> uh, it, it was, uh, we're going to break down the hockey trade deadline coming up next. <laughs> no, we're not. Just kidding. <laughs> Rangers made some moves, though. No, I, I did. See I don't have a do you care. We, yeah. we, we ate all the do you care uh, throughout the show. So that's, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. So what are you looking forward to this weekend, my friend? Hey, uh, tournament going on. Spring training baseball. I've been watching. You can watch um, the MLB app. You can watch like all the spring training games for free, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, that's just, I don't know. I love baseball. I'm glad it's back. And uh, some basketball going on. I know this big Nets matchup tomorrow on TNT. Well, it's, it's not even. It's crazy. It's going to be a big matchup, but it's not now because John Morant is sitting out. He's sitting out. It's a sore. Oh, sore yep. And this is a prime time it's game. And he, Ja, has been like calling for ESPN to come there for a prime time game, and he's not even going to play. It just came out like earlier today after I heard Stephen A. talking about it all morning that he was ready to go there, and he's only reason he was going there is because of Ja Morant, and he's probably sitting wherever he's at fuming right now that he has to actually go there because he, I know he didn't want to go there. So yeah. Um, that'd be interesting. Anything else that you're looking forward to? Well, you make me feel like my answers were inadequate. Wow. I'm just asking if you have more, that's all. No, I'm good. That's it. <laughs> Sam is, I just want to let you guys know, Sam is sensitive. He's a big teddy bear. Just Whoa. Like you, poke him, you poke him wrong. It's just like, he just doesn't feel right. So I got to, Make sure I coddle him sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. See, this is what happens when you keep messing with me. Um, okay, Sam, what am I looking forward to? Also, the tournament. Um, also watching uh, some spring training. Uh, I'm Tonight, I'm hoping that my 12-leg 12, 12 parlay hits uh, because I spent $10, $10 and I can be winning $4,500. You have a 12 leg parlay 12 leg parlay it's not a joke it's 12 legs but yeah we'll we'll see how that goes um if it hits you i mean you'll probably be the first person to know about it i'm not even going to watch the game because i don't want to know what happens oh it's all in the same game it's all in the same game it's the bucks bulls game it's 12 legs all in that so 
Yeah. Okay. You got to send that one. Send that one to me. Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty pretty interesting, but we'll see. Um I've I've done weird things, but again, it's only $10. It's not breaking the bank, but I could make bank. Um so let's see what happens with that. Um also seeing what the Nets do with this this push. Uh for those that may have just be listening for the first time, I am a huge Nets fan, so We'll see how that that transpires, um, and hopefully that uh, even though Eric Adams came out and doubled down on the uh, the law again, hopefully that changes soon. So we'll we'll see. But outside of that, we're looking forward to uh, my girlfriend meeting my parents this this weekend. So that'll Ooh. be that'll be yeah. Where at your house? Dinner? Yeah. What are dinner, we doing here? Dinner at the house. Yep. Jeez. Fun times. Yep. <laughs> so. I'll keep you guys posted on that and let you know how it goes. Um, yeah, Sam, close us out. Hey, man, that best of luck to Brandon this weekend. Thanks. Yeah, uh, this has been episode 50 of the Chasing Points podcast. Make sure you check us out online too on our Instagram at Chase, Chasing Points Podcast and our website, chasingpointspodcast.com. For Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, peace. I just want to say I have my ups and downs with the government of the United States. This is not about politics. This is about something that I've been asking for for such a long, long time. If you aren't aware of what's been going on, apparently we may no longer have to worry about changing our clocks back and forth. And if you know me, you know how excited I am about this because I'm sick and tired of helping the farmers having the time turn back and us being the dark just for them. All right. There's technology. You guys already get up at the ass crack of dawn. You'll be all right. I love you guys. You give me my veggies, fruits and all that good stuff. Uh, but I want more light. Okay, and I'm tired of having to get up and losing an hour and and gaining an hour and all this. I mean, I love gaining an hour, but I don't want to do that anymore. Just let's just keep this right. This has been the dumbest thing that's been in place my whole entire goddamn life. And I'm just so happy that this might be over. Uh, Let's just get it right. Government, please. Thank you. That's all. Bye. Give them the light. (laughs) Well played. Bye.